Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, back here on The Big Show. It's Ordway, it's Holly, it's Cedric Maxwell. We're going to talk to uh, the chief, Robert Parrish. Where's he at? He'd be on the phone in a couple of minutes. Who won't have him? Excuse me? Where's he at? <laughs> I didn't do yeah, that. The, yes, you did. I did not. Yes, you did. Stop it. My God. Stop it, Max. Will you? Come on. Whoa. Show some respect for that your team. That is my guy. He is your guy. I remember, uh, it's amazing, Michael. You'll you'll enjoy this. And the two of them would land. And this was back in the days when it was commercial flight. It wasn't these, you know, fancy, you know, flights right now where they're all charted, charted flights. Max and, and, uh, and Chief would be the first ones out of the airplane because they'd have to go to the local bookstore. Library. He used to go oh, to the uh, library. He's going to the library. Mark, Mark Twain? Library. And no. they would. Um, it would be Twain. Mark. Could be Susan. <laughs> so let's put it this way. The two of them did a lot of reading. Most of the books had pictures. <laughs> uh, the information. So actually, you know, Chief was a uh, was a, a heavy reader. I mean, he would uh, he would get into a good book on the. Of uh, these the books, these Max, books with pictures. Now Max never gets to the words. He stuck with the pictures. <laughs> okay. He never really got with them. Um, and we can bring this up with uh, Chief when we get him on here. But that's where he got the nickname. Um, Max gave him the nickname. Chief. Chief. She got for money obviously for from the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo. She got money he, for that. He gave it to you. What? Got money for that. I you know what? You, you, I, now that I think of it, you have come up with a lot of great ideas over the years. But you never like copyrighted or trademarked get any paid. of them, or get right? Yeah. I mean, I Pat Riley. Every time he comes up with an idea, screw John Calipari. He comes up with an idea. Let me tell you, he's got a lawyer alongside. That lawyer's trademarking or doing something so that he gets a little something, something out of it. You don't. I didn't have the ex-wife. <laughs> get nothing for that. It's funny, Chief had one of those too. <laughs> Oh, no wonder. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You just, you just, uh, you shouldn't do. Remembered that her well. You remembered what? Chief's ex-wife. Wife. Oh, I do too. Nancy side. I do. Remember yep. her well. Yep. yep. Remember her well. Piece of, where, where got into got into a, a screaming use, match with Jake O'Donnell. That's used piece remember of that? work. Yeah. Okay. You remember that? Do you remember the? Uh, oh, not not only that. Started an argument because the girls at the time. Got popcorn on the road, and the the popcorn didn't make it down to her. So the huge argument, and that's one. The, and then that filtered to the players, <laughs> and the, because the wives would tell the players, and I don't need you to be friends with this guy because his wife said that, and, and that was that was detrimental to a team when you had that kind of um, adversity with one of the wives. Didn't yeah. seem to hurt you guys all that much. Yeah, I was going to say it didn't hurt you that badly. No, it did. I mean, I I, I actually. Felt that we could have won, maybe more, uh, especially with Bill Fitch. I thought we could have won the day, the year that we got swept. I thought we could have won more. You guys shut off Bill Fitch, though. Yeah. Well, don't but we you, I, mean, I was going to say, say because you've said many times me. that you, not, not you, 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 you didn't have a problem I, with Bill Fitch. I, I love Bill Fitch. I, I love Bill Fitch as a coach because I think, and eventually, I think if we're going to talk to Robert and you can talk to Kevin, I think now they have a better appreciation for what Bill Fitch was. Than at that time. They didn't at that time. No, they hated Either Bill Fitch. No. They hated right. Bill Fitch. Right. But we'll get a chance to ask him about that. Well, the the thing about Fitch was that 
he could be really hard even on the veterans, except for Larry. No, I'll give you. Why did you turn your head to the left and cough? Say what do you think? You're in the doctor's whoa, whoa, office? Did, this is did, a physical I, or something? Did I say what are you doing? Word? Did I say you turn word? your head to the left didn't over say here a, and shut up. I didn't say a word. Just listen to what well, you said. We're radio. You're supposed to talk here. You made the point. You made the point. So you like I'll give you another point. I'll give you another one. Tiny Archibald. Yeah. He was afraid of Tiny. Who, yeah. Bill Fitz was afraid of Tiny. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> a, one night, uh, I'm on the air doing- I'm not saying that, uh, that Tiny was a chump or anything. I'm just saying I'm just the one time, The one time I got called in Bill Fitch's office, into the principal's office, and I got spanked as the broadcaster, was because some of the players were telling me, tipping me off, that Tiny was running his own play. They'd call a play, and then Tiny would run his own play, and the other guys didn't know what was going on out there in the court. And I said it on the air. And Bill- Heard about it because he had somebody. Moles. He had a mole. He had a priest. Mole. Who would, you remember, who would listen to all the broadcast? And he came right back at me the next day. And I'm telling you, I thought I, I thought I was out of a job. I thought I was unemployed. It was that bad. But Tiny was one of those guys that he could, uh, he could clearly, clearly get away from that. Uh, we were talking earlier about the um, top 50 players in the NBA. It was voted back in 1996. This guy was one of them. He's also a Hall of Famer and an ex-teammate of uh, our co-host here in the studio, Cedric Maxwell, the one and only Robert Parrish. Chief! Hello, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know you had one of those sex operations and changed. Uh, that's good. A new gender. You know, it's in these days. How are you, bud? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Say hello to Michael and your old buddy, uh, Max, here. Hello, Max. What's up, big fella? And Mike. Hey Robert, how you doing? I'm doing okay. So you know what, you know what, Chief? This is the first thing I, I, I'll go with this, and you'll like this. The other day, I was talking to Rajon Rondo, and you know, I told him about you know how you know how he had to play so well in the game. And the first thing I thought about was you, because I started thinking about when you said guys had to play with balls, and he had he had big ones. And you start talking about some guy who had little bitty balls. Who had the little bitty balls? <laughs> do, do you remember saying that we have it on tape? We can remind you if you if you've forgotten that one. Who was it you were talking about? Do you remember? Uh, I'm getting ready to say Cedric had to start some trouble. That's what he tried to do. <laughs> <laughs> Little bitty balls, itty bitty balls. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> who was that? I don't remember who it was, but it was one of the classic lines. Little bitty, little. Bitty you don't balls. have you don't have that taped up back there. Yeah, we can get it. We, we can hey, find it for you. Hey, Andy, Andy, yeah. you don't have that Robert Parrish thing taped up here? <laughs> Little bitty bit. Max is directing the staff <laughs> He's now. Trying to get, screaming at the staff. Get, yeah. going, Max dude. is as difficult to work with now as he was when you were playing with him. Definitely, nobody wants to step <laughs> forward. At least he's consistent. Little balls. Little bitty balls. Baby balls. You were talking about your own team. That's what it was. Who was it on your own team you were talking about? I am trying to remember, Glenn. <laughs> I have a memory left. Oh, come on. Come on! It's years later now. Go ahead. If it was, I, I if, it was if it was Larry, if it was Larry, go ahead and tell it. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not embarrassed to say it. I just don't remember who I was talking about. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> a senior moment, Robert. Uh, that's that's what we say, call it. That's going to open up for other uh, other jokes. Hey, uh, what are you doing these days? Oh, not too much, sir. You looking for work? What are you doing? I am presently uh, campaigning to. Uh, some employment. Good, good. Uh, Max, can you help out? Uh, Robert, I, Robert, I saw him the other day. You were here. Were you not going to be the presenter for the NBA? 
I was. Okay, because that, that was that was the word I heard. And <sighs> and because of the Celtics, because they did not win that sixth game here, they went down to Miami. You weren't there. I was going to be the presenter. Really? Oh, sounds good. So why didn't you take on Alonzo Morning at halftime? Because they won't pay me. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> how much of how much of these games have you been watching? Oh, I, I follow the playoffs. I don't follow it much during the regular season, but during the playoffs, I follow it closely. Uh, you tell us at his age and what he's been able to do. What do you think of KG's play? I'm loving it. I definitely think that uh, he, he shows you what. What Will does, because it's not a question of skills right now. I think it's a question of will, and he's a testament to a strong will. Now, one thing, Robert, you looked at, and I always remembered you, you talking about a guy with will, was that Kevin has, has this tremendous work ethic. And you used to do, you know, karate and all these different things to keep your body in shape. Kevin does the same kind of stuff you used to do. Well, whatever he's doing is paying paying big dividends for him because I think it has extended his career, and you got to think how strong he came back after that knee injury. So I, I definitely like his, his work ethic, his dedication, and his focus, and then like I said before, his strong will because I I, th- I think that's one of the reasons why he's able to play at such a high level because of his will. Why Why do you think Miami was able to pull off this series, Robert? And uh, who do you like in the next series? Well, I think Miami was, was able to uh, win the series because of their role players. Uh, I think the guys coming off the bench made the difference. Uh, I think Boston bench where they scored uh, two points or four points, yeah. and that, that wasn't enough. They didn't have enough firepower, and I feel like that was the difference. Uh, it was just too much uh, of Miami. I thought that was the difference in the ball game. the bench. How about how about how about Oklahoma City and Miami? Who do you like there? I got Oklahoma in seven. Wow! You you tell me because you've been through the wars many times and you've done it here. You've done it with another team out in Chicago. They're all twenty three and twenty four out there in Oklahoma City. Why have they been able to mature and put it together so quickly, Chief? Well, I think it's a combination of their willingness to work together. Uh, obviously, they're, they're talented. And, and also, you got to uh, give them credit for their development. I think they've gotten progressively better every year. And I, and I think the difference between Oklahoma Big Three and Miami Big Three is they work better together wow. as, as, as opposed to Miami Big Three. They they are more cohesive, um, a smoother unit, and I think that one of the big differences in this series is going to be Harden, mm. because he not only has the ability to score for himself, but he has the ability to create shots for others, and that's the difference between he and Bosh. I Rob, think he's going to be the key. Robert, I want to you know go back even away from this series. I'm gonna go back when you first got here, and you know. Your our relationship with with Bill Fitch at the time, you know, you it was it was testy. It was something that you did not like. But now looking back on it, do you have another perspective about your relationship with Bill Fitch? Oh, I didn't like him, but I respected Bill. <laughs> you, know, you, you 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 got to realize this, Max. Bill Fitch was exactly what we all needed. Thank you, because he he not only got us in in the best physical condition that we need to be in to get the job done. But he gave us that mental toughness no matter what because had it not been for you, 
and you would have tested this yourself. Had it not been for his strong will and unshakable confidence, yeah. when we were down to Philadelphia uh, 3-1, yeah. there's no way we would have came back from that deficit. Had it not been for Coach Fitz mentality. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing I've always told people, and people will talk about you didn't like him and Kevin didn't like him. And I think at that time that, you know, because you're close up on it, there were others, you know, there, the there were things that you really, well, we don't care about the others. They yeah. didn't really make Ooh, any difference. Wow. Because only you, the people that matter were the, the people who were really playing. But, you know, because your relationship, you know, you look at it, at, you were so close to it at that time that you really couldn't see the benefit, how it was really weighing out until you kind of got away from it, right? I saw the benefits myself. You know, I, like I said, we we had a very intense relationship, but you, uh, and we didn't always see eye to eye. You think? I always feel like you should not always discourage. You got to encourage too, and I, and I always feel like that. That's where Coach Fitz came up short. Yeah. He never encouraged us, no no matter how well we was doing. <laughs> he never gave us a compliment. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna hit you with this one. This will be a good one. How about you? You've always said this, and this reminds me so much of what Robert Parrish told me. He talked about one man in particular that reminded me of him talking about Bill Fitch. He always talked about his father. And Robert Parrish would talk about his dad, and he would have me laughing all the time. And he would always say, he would go ask his dad for $5, and his dad said, you know I don't get paid till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic. Uh, yeah, but, but I remember you saying that and how tough your dad was in yes. the relationship that you had with him. It almost reminds me of that same relationship you had with Bill Fitch. Yeah, my, my, my father was like that too. My father always dished out tough love. You know, he wasn't the type of person to be hugging and kissing you and patting you on your back. He wasn't that type of man. You know, and, and, and that you know, that's why that's another reason why why Cedric, Glenn and Mike, I have so much respect for Coach Fitz. Mm-hmm. Because he was exactly where we needed at, at at that time and that's why we went on to achieve the greatness that we all achieved collectively. It was because of the tone and the mindset that Coach Fitz set. From day one in training camp. You know, it's funny. Yeah, used, yeah. They used to call him Daddy. That was his nickname. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, funny. You said, uh, I didn't realize yeah, that until now. Why? Your, your dad said, I don't get paid till Friday. He didn't even say that to you on Friday. So when he got paid, right? <laughs> oh, oh, that was an excuse so you could leave him alone. That's all that was. <laughs> oh, he, he had the five dollars. He just didn't want to part with it. <laughs> I hear you know what? One thing, wait a minute, before you go, go on ahead. here. One thing, Glenn has just let out something, Robert, that you and I did not want to have let out. He said you and I were the first, back when we were flying commercial, he said you and I were the first people off the plane because we had to go to the bookstore to get real reading material. The library. The library. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, hey, I will give you credit, though, Chief. I will give you credit. Because I can't tell how many times I saw you on a plane with a book that actually had words in it. Max never went for books that had words in it. <laughs> Didn't need to we read. We all have different takes, Glenn. Yeah, I guess you I guess you. All right, I'm going to ask you a delicate question, something we've been talking an awful lot about here in the last few weeks about the officiating. People are really down on the officiating. They really think it's fixed, it's this, it's that. You guys used to bitch about Jake O'Donnell and Madden and all those guys years ago. Has the officiating gotten worse? Was it bad when you played the game? Or are we just able to see far more now with high definition and all the different camera angles? Well, I think we see more. And and obviously they they miss a lot of plays too because 
it's human error. You know, everybody's flawed, and you're never going to get it right all the time. And no matter how many calls you get or you don't get, it's always the official fault. So they're always going to be to blame, no matter what. Robert, with this era that you're playing in now, that, that we played in, and the era that they're playing in now, what a difference it is because – when you're in the garden and you Yeah, look you're at the here, paychecks. You're here. I understand the paychecks, but people cheer so much more when they see, not only see Robert Parrish, but when they see Robert Parrish's beat down of Bill Lambeer. People start cheering for this. <laughs> we're, we're getting to you that night. Well, you, you know, it, it, just, it just came to a point, Glenn, where I just had a, enough of the <laughs> antics. That's all it was. You know, the frustration just, just came to a head. I just had enough of him because... He's the type of guy, you know, we, we, everybody throws elbows, everybody grabs and holds, but when you deliberately are trying to hurt somebody, now that's where I draw the line. And he's one of those players that he didn't care whether he ended your career or not. Have you, have you run into him at all since you've uh, – Yes, yes. And what, what happens when you and him run into each other? Oh, we cool. Now we speak. But we don't go out to dinner or nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we, call, we speak. <laughs> he speaks to him. Yeah, we speak. Let, but me, you know, let, I'm, me, I'm, let me use your line there. Do you treat him like an insect? Did you say? Not anymore, Cedric. I used to. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about your, your team, that, that the last, that 85-86 team, uh, the last champion before the one in 08. You look at the, the roster and some of the guys who are doing things in the game now, you know, Carlisle coaching, you got Larry Bird running the Pacers. You get Danny here. You got Mikhail coaching. When you say you're looking for work in the game, are you looking to be a coach, a scout, a general manager? What What's your dream job? Actually, I've been trying to be an analyst, Glenn. I uh, am currently reaching out to ESPN and uh, TNT and NBA TV. Can I, can I just bring this up? And, Michael, you know I've talked to you about this. Max knows it, so I don't have to tell him. But I've told you and I've told many others. One of the most misunderstood athletes in Boston has been Robert Parrish. For some reason, because of the tone that he takes out there on the floor, the eye contact or lack thereof, and you know the facial expressions, people think that this is a guy who has very little conversation. And I've told you many times, one of the funniest, uh, interesting fascinating, compelling guys that I've ever spent time with over the years, and I was smart enough to every once in a while plop a, a seat next to him at an airport or, or in an airplane. Thank you, To Glenn. be able to have uh, – yeah, Thank well, you. You, were, you were pretty good too, Max. <laughs> to be able to sit down and, and get to know Chief a little bit, but he knows so much about so many different subjects. And I actually think, Max, what hurts you in this situation is that people look at your court demeanor and don't understand – that the court demeanor was for a purpose, so that you could belt the crap out of Bill Lane Beer. It yeah, was it was much different than what your real personality is all about. I hopefully people are hearing it here in this radio interview. Well, well, well. To to uh, with all due respect, I, I have to say a lot of this I brought on myself because I never foster any relationships other than my teammates. I pretty much kept it myself. So uh, a, a lot of me being misunderstood, I brought it on myself because I, I didn't make myself available to the media. So I, I wasn't uh, embraced by them, and I didn't foster a relationship off the court with, with anyone. So a, a lot of this I brought on myself, so I really can't be too – I can't be bitter at all or upset about it because had I been more accessible or, or more sociable, 
I think things uh, would be a little different for me after basketball. Now, it's an interesting point. You kept by yourself. You were pretty quiet. But I will tell you this. I remember early on, remember asking you to do a, like a pregame interview or something like that. You were doing something. You were into something. And you said, nope, can't do it or whatever. Then I'm sitting there going, oh, bleep. You know, he won't talk to me. I can't get an interview. And, and, and then it, they, forget this also. I'm almost 60. Now I'm trying to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, at least at least you're being honest about it. So, so he refuses to do the interview. Yet a minute later, he's carrying on a conversation with me, and we're sitting there talking for ten minutes about who knows various stuff in life. So I went back to him a week later. I say, "Big fellow, how about now? You know, it can be a little love here." And he did the interview a week later. But you're right. I don't know whether you were were you shy. Was that it, or you? Because you, you you know you you almost gave the impression to some people that like you were like a nasty guy you weren't like that at all well i it, I, I, I i knew i came across that way but what really soured me towards the uh the media was uh my stay in, when i was with the golden state warriors when we were doing so poorly my last couple of years there you know all the all the blame was 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 uh pointed at me you know and, and i feel like uh that wasn't right since it's a, a team sport and so it wasn't any one person's fault. You know, you can point your finger at, at management for not putting together a better team, and you can point the finger at the team for not getting more production uh, uh, from the talent that we had. So I thought if collectively you know, uh, the, the blame should have been shouldered by everybody instead of one person. So that's, after that experience, that's why I distanced myself and, and no longer tried to foster a relationship. You know, with the media. One thing I, I learned, Robert, and I've told people, and, and a lot of people don't know this story, was that in uh, I think it was like the year before we got Robert Parrish was 1980. Uh, I was a free agent that year, and Golden State came to me, and they had the third pick in the draft. The Celtics had the first pick in the draft, and later they flip flopped and got the famous trade for Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale, which turned out to be with Joe Barry Carroll. But when they came to me, they had the third pick in the draft. And they said, well, what we're going to do right now, we're going to offer you a free agent sheet. We know the Celtics are going to take uh, Joe Barry Carroll, and then Daryl Griffin is going next. And we're going to take this kid named McHale. So what we're going to have, our front line is going to be Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, and Cedric Maxwell. You guys are going to be playing together. And then two days later, they make the trade. I'm like, damn, nobody wow. nobody knew this ex- yeah, except wow. me. I thought I've shared this with you before. No. I'm, really? There are things you're yeah. holding back. Yeah, Max. I thought I shared wow. that with you. Yeah, Golden no. State. Golden State came to me, and I, I met with um, um, what's the 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 um the the guy Al Adams. Al Adams came to my house and sat in my my living room and said, "This is the deal we have right now. We're going to offer you a free agent sheet. We're going to sign uh, this kid named McHale, and we're going to have you and Robert Parrish. We're going to have the three of you. This is going to be our front line." And I was like, wow, I was so excited about it. They didn't offer me. And next thing I know, we made a trade, and you were coming back my way. So it was really interesting how, how it happened. So you'd go to Golden State, and the two of you would still be able to go to the library together. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, and that was a big library in Golden State. <laughs> hey, well, well, look at the big picture. At least we ended up playing together. That's right. That's right. And we, Robert and I played against each other in college. A lot of people don't know that. And that's why I first met Robert Parrish. You know, and and uh, he played at Centenary. I played at UNC Charlotte, and we kind of became rivals. We were the two top independent 
schools in the country. Would you, would you think of that surly young man? I think, I, you know, he just exactly what you said. Robert was very stone-faced, yep. and, you know, he, he was very quiet. And, uh, you know, he had all these other guys, Nate Bland and all these other guys. Not, you know, we really didn't like them, but we didn't get a feel for Robert. All we knew, he was the chief. He was he was this guy. And, you know, he was Robert Parrish, and that's all we knew. We And this was a rival of ours for a couple of years. Hey, let me tell you, if you want to hear more of uh, Robert Parrish, Robert is going to be honored with the Basketball Legacy Award coming up on the tradition. It's a great event. It's coming up. It's all for the Sports Museum over at the TD Garden, June 27th at the TD Garden. Now, Michael and I have the great honor of hosting this event, so we'll be asking Chief a few more questions. I got a couple more hot ones for you. We'll be asking those questions that night. But Can I ask him one more question? Yeah, go ahead. Do, do you do you have a Jeep, and do you get mud on your tires? Uh. Not in, not in North Carolina. <laughs> I had that problem when I was in uh, oh. Stone. Oh, okay, I got you. I got you. No, okay. like, he used to have oh, a Jeep and used to ride around. That was it. Yeah, he used to ride around in the Jeep sometime. He complained about getting mud on the tires. So why don't you, exactly. why don't you tell him? You, why don't you tell him what you were doing the last couple of hours in the program, getting ready <laughs> as we were promoting him on the show? Go ahead, Chief. You said ahead. you, you, you said you have a question for us. Go ahead. I, I got a question for for the three of you. Yes. What two players in the NBA that played in the NBA, they retired now, went their whole career, and did not have a jump shot? Uh, you and Max. <laughs> no, he's going to say me, I know. You got, you got part of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other player other than me? Kevin Willis. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, Kevin Willis. <laughs> Well, you know, Kevin Willis had those little alligator arms. His arms were as short as mine. He's seven feet tall. He's got these little alligator arms. Oh, you, you know what? Glenn and Mike always teased, teased Cedric about that. Yep. He was the only player in the league that didn't have a jump shot. That's right. But he was very effective with that jump hook. <laughs> you got to give him that. Somebody's about to get punished. That's what I was saying. <laughs> Tell you what, though. You can't turn your body inside out like you used to. Because if you could still do that at your age, brother. I'd have a circus, circus yeah, act. Yes, you would. Uh, there are some unbelievable uh, great athletes who have had great moments and present phenomenal memories for all of us that night. Pedro Martinez, Alexi Lalas, uh, Jeremy Jacobs, uh, Chris Ernst, and Rodney Harrison all coming up on the tradition that night. Michael and I are really looking forward to it, uh, Chief. We and are. We're looking really forward are. to seeing you in person. And uh, <clears throat> let's make a couple calls. Let's see if we can help you out and maybe get you some uh, – some employment, and hopefully people here and people that night at the Tradition will get an idea of what your personality's like. Sounds good to me, I, and I look forward to uh, the 27th myself seeing everybody. All right, man. We'll, All right, we'll, thank we'll, you. We will see you then. Thanks, right, Chief. Right. See you later. That's Robert Parrish. Uh, an interesting, interesting guy, and people don't know that, Max. Maybe the most misunderstood yeah, guy I think, here in this I town. Think people because, don't know him. Yeah, I think because he was, uh, he, he, when, when he talked, it was really slow. We were both from the South. And people didn't get the impression that Robert was this really bright guy. He was a bright guy in, you know, so many different things, but people didn't give him the credit for that. Uh, you can get tickets to learn about sponsorship opportunities at sportsmuseum.org. That's sportsmuseum.org. On Wednesday, Pedro Martinez will join us here on this program. We've also got a great auction item. We're going to give away four seats to the event and a meet and greet with Pedro Prior to the event, we'll do that Wednesday when Pedro Martinez will join us here in the big show. All Max, right. bye Max. bye. Now, what do you mean, bye bye? 
Well, I like it. Yeah, but be you it. almost sound like you're going on on summer vacation. Be no, it. we're letting be you it. go. No, we're letting you go. No, don't don't. Uh, we're letting you go. I just, but you make it sound like you, we're never going to see you again. Uh, probably not. I don't think so. I, not to the I, season. We can might find some room for you every once Come in on, a while. Come on, Max. You, you can know, stop by. Okay. Got the draft coming up. We got a few other things. You can't stop by. I'm good. So in other <laughs> you words, screw you. In other words. Oh, now you do it again. Uh, now you do it again. You know what? You're a little bitty ball. Fraud. Teeny, fraud. tiny little ball. I'm a fraud. Cedric Maxwell, ladies and gentlemen. Another... Nobody wants to step forward. <laughs> little ball. Little bitty ball. Another hour to go bitty here on the big show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.